Hello, America, and welcome to the Road Buzz. We're here bringing you our views and crazy obsessions with motor coach travel. Coming to you today from Aero Stage Lines Corporate Headquarters, I'm here in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm, I am Alex Buskell. I'm here today with Luke Buskell. He is Aero Stage Lines COO. How's it going, Luke? It's going great. Thanks. Happy Valentine's Day. It is February 14th, so happy Valentine's Day to everyone, or I guess if you're single, happy Independence Day. So anyways, I'm moving on. We're, we're talking today. I have Luke here in the studio. We are talking about um, things we need to be asking our motor coach companies when you're looking to purchase a motor coach. So um, in a lot of ways, when you're, when you're looking at things uh, in just a, an open mind, you would think when you see a bus go down the road, a bus is a bus, isn't it? But um, Luke's here to tell us more more about the things you really need to be digging into when, when chartering a motor coach. So one thing he did hand me um, before before we got started here was just a couple of did you knows. So one of these did you knows is um, about motor coach transportation. And it is, did you know that it is... In America, it is the safest, most convenient, and hassle-free mode of ground transportation. So there's been a lot of uh, studies been done in the Aero Stage Lines Corporation, but also throughout um, a lot of the associations and affiliates in the motor coach industry just on safety. And that um, it has been um, declared as the safest uh, mode of ground transportation. So that's pretty exciting. And um, the other thing that, that, that we brought up here, it says, while it's a simple matter to arrange for your group's transportation by motor coach, most consumers feel undereducated on the first step into the process. So a lot of the times that people are just typing into Google, I'm looking for a bus. Nobody has any, any clue other than maybe a bus is blue and maybe a bus is white. So that's why we're here to help you um, get a little more educated in that fact. So I'm going to turn it over to Luke here. I'll be asking him a few questions, but... One of them here is uh, just get started off when buying, um, when you're getting a bid from a couple people, when you're looking at chartering a motor coach, um, isn't a bus a bus? When I'm looking at price, shouldn't I take the lowest if if there's going to show up and, and take me? What, what do I need to be worried about and what do I need to look at? So, All right. Well, thanks again, Alex, for having me on today. We, um, I think this is a really important topic. You know, this is for... Everybody out there that wants to charter a motor coach, and there are a lot of motor coach companies across the U.S., and I th- we believe that when you go out to charter a motor coach, you should be looking for very specific things to make sure you have the safest and best experience on a motor coach. And the first thing, just to answer your question, is do ne- never buy on price alone. I can tell you from experience that all motor coach companies are, are not alike. And when you're deciding on which company to use, remember that safety can be affected by many mechanical component, components which you can't see. If the price you receive from one operator is significantly or surprisingly lower than others that you receive quotes from, there's a good chance it's because the company that has the cheaper price is doing things um, that are not up to standards or not up to par of what all motor coach companies should be doing. Not in all cases, but a lot of cases um, that, that has happened. So don't risk heartache to save a couple bucks. And I think I know what we're going to be talking about today is 
we're going to show you exactly what you need to be doing and the questions you need to be asking motor coach companies that you're working with to ensure you're, you're with somebody that's, that's safe and somebody that's going to give you a great customer experience. So, so I'd say, Alex, absolutely do not buy on price alone. Yeah, that, that's good to look at. I know, like I said earlier, it's easy to, to, to pick the lower price, but, but when you look at everything involved, um, you'll, you'll realize that the way that these companies operate, it's not a, not a, cheap, a, cheap, um, a cheap business. So these motor coaches are expensive, the safety, the insurance, the inspections, the, the legality of, of all the new logs that, that are in, in law now, and also just um, all the drivers and the cleaners and the fuel and the whole nine yards. So anyways, Luke, walk me through a little bit of that when, when we're talking about just even the safety and operations that, that come into play, especially in price, but also in just how the company operates. Yeah, there's really about you know seven things in this category you need to be thinking about. They are operating authority, insurance, vehicle inspection, company inspection, driver licensing, emergency and breakdown policies, and subcontracting agreements. So we talk about operating authority first. Any operator that you work with should provide a proof of current operating authority from the Federal Highway Administration. If they don't have that, it's not good news. Second thing is insurance. So every single motor coach operator, the minimum requirement for insurance is $5 million. So they, you need to ask, and they should be willing to provide a proof of valid current insurance coverage for any vehicle which might be used on your upcoming charter. At Aero Stage Lines, where I work, we carry $10 million. So um, it can vary, but I'd say the minimum Definitely the minimum would be $5 million. Then there's uh, vehicle inspection. So I'd encourage you to look for proof that the vehicle or motor coach that you will be using has passed a complete mechanical inspection within the previous 12 months. Most states issue decals um, or reports to be placed on a motor coach indicating the date of a successful inspection. Um, Ask these things of your motor coach companies that you're working with. Um, it'll be it's good information for you to have. Uh, company inspection. So motor coach companies should never have an unsatisfactory US DOT safety rating. Some operators, however, may have not been yet rated by the USD for by by DOT. So. I would say most of them are, but there is some cases where that hasn't happened yet. Um, you can call the DOT to ask about a motor coach company and their safety rating. Um, you can also check the carrier's record online using the DOT's new SAFER system. So that's safety, fitness, and electronic records. This is all online. It's a database. You can just Google it, and you can type in the motor coach company you're looking to work with, and their safety information will come up. Remember, if a motor coach company is as unsatisfactory, that is, that is for concern that you need to be asking more questions. Driver licensing. All drivers, all motor coach operators, must possess a valid current or commercial driver's license, or as we call them, CDLs, at the time of your trip. Need to double-check. Um, 
I don't see that happening very little, but it's definitely something to be asking about. Luke, what do these drivers have to go through to get a CDL? Is it is it just like my driver's license test, or, or how, how do you go about that as a professional operator, as they say? It, what, what gives them that status, especially in the motor coach industry? What makes it special? There, It's not an easy thing to get, Alex. There is a lot more tests you have to take, a lot more questions, a lot more studying, a lot more road tests. It is definitely not an easy thing to get. Um, so if... If and when you get it, it's a quite the accomplishment. So nobody can just go out and just get a CDL easily. There's a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of safety checks that are in place. So that's a great question, and um, that's why you should be asking because you have to have that CDL. It's very, very important to your safety. Another one is emergency and breakdown policies. I would ask every motor coach you, company you work with about their emergency and breakdown policies. You know, ask them about affiliations with state or national professional associations or emergency aid organizations, um, which might be expected to assist in the case of a mechanical breakdown or other complications during the trip. You know, you're in a, a motor coach. It's a mechanical vehicle. It can be brand new, and you can still have complications from time to time. You want to understand what's going to happen if something like that were to happen. So make sure you're asking your company that. Luke, if my bus was to to break down on the side of the road, which I hope it never would, how do how do companies go about that? Because say uh, in this instance it's not true for me, but say I, I had a sports team I was with and uh, we had to get to a game. How would they go about that? How long does it take? Because uh, I can't be sitting on the side of the road three hours if our game is in two hours. So, so how do they go about that usually? Well, you know, each, each company is going to be different. I'll tell you that. Um, I can just tell you from our experience, you know, 90, 95% of the time we have talented maintenance individuals that can fix those motor coaches on the phone. So it's usually, you know, here's what's going on. Here's what we can do to fix it. And we're able to course correct and get the trip back on the road very, very quickly. Um, if we're in a state where a bus is down, you know, our company, Aero Stage Lines, has relationships. We're in a, it's called the IMG network. But even well even beyond that, we have relationships with motor coach companies all across the U.S. where we are calling them. They're coming to do, you know, to pick your group up and continue if for some reason we cannot fix them. So those are the two things. We do have policies on what exactly needs to happen in the case of a breakdown, but I can tell you that our averages are on breakdowns as well under two hours, which is very, very good when it comes to industry standards. And those are the things that I'd be asking. You know, worst case scenario, no more than two hours being down on the side of a motor on the on the side of the road in a motor coach. Um, there's, there's different things that can happen, but you need to know what the emergency and breakdown policies are the companies with the companies that you're working with to charter a motor coach. And the last thing I just mentioned on this is subcontracting agreements. You know, if, if the motor coach company will not be providing all the vehicles needed for your journey, ask your prime operator about the companies which might be used during your charter. So you might be asking all these questions to the motor coach company that you charter the bus from, but in the rare event that they had to subcontract and use a different company, 
you want to make sure that the company that they're using has the same standards as the motor coach company that you've been working with directly. So Alex, those are the those are kind of the seven things I'd touch on or make sure you're at, you're asking when it comes to safety and, and operations on that checklist. Yeah, that's important. It seems just even going back to uh, where we were talking about not buying on price alone that where it's it's not worth the risk and heartache to save a couple of bucks when it comes to to breaking down or even making sure that you have a qualified motor coach operator or even that that, that bus is up to date. Um, on federal standards, but even just from a safety standpoint. So that, that seems pretty important. So anyways, as a, coming in as a shopper, say I, I am uh, looking to charter and I'm ready to do it. What, what's kind of a checklist that, that I would go down, kind of what I would call a, a motor coach shopper's checklist? What, what would I need to go through, Luke? Yep. If you're looking to charter a motor coach from a company, the first thing, I would inspect their vehicles. So I would go out to their facility if you can. I'd look at their their maintenance, their their general operation, and I'd go look at their motor coaches. Would, would, would somebody let me come do that? It, that seems like something, I don't know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, at Aero Stage Lines, there's absolutely no doubt about that. If anybody ever wants to come down to see our facilities, see our motor coaches, we allow that. And I know that's true for many, many motor coach, other motor coach companies as well. So definitely go out and look at the vehicles. So, um, I mean, a website is great. There's pictures on websites. They, they give a good story of a customer, of a, not a customer, a, a motor coach company. But the best way to ensure the quality of equipment is to go out and, and see the, the facilities and see the motor coaches in person. So, Luke, here's a question for you. When I'm, when I'm looking and say I show up at their lot, do I need to be concerned if I'm seeing maybe an older vehicle and a newer vehicle there? Like what, what will be showing up? And, and how do you go about that even um, as a CEO of Arrow? How do you go about that when you are sending it to other customers? What, do, do I need to be concerned if, if something to my eye looks a little older or worn down versus something that looks newer? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it all comes down to communication with you and the company. So the thing about it is um, motor coach companies have newer vehicles and they have older vehicles. Not everybody has a brand new fleet and not everybody just has really old stuff. In general, that's true. So the questions you have to ask your, yourself is do you desire newer vehicles or often potentially a less expensive older vehicle? That's a question you can ask. And sometimes motor coach companies, if they have a little older vehicle, you might be able to save a little bit of money or a brand, or if it, you'd have to have the brand new and every bells and whistle, you need to be talking about that. So if you have questions about what type of vehicle you want or need, go see what they have and talk to your sales representative about what really matters to you most. You know, other things like do you desire a motor coach equipped with, you know, video or audio playback capabilities? Um, do they have Wi-Fi? Things along those lines. Um, that's a great question to be asking to make sure. Um, you know, do you need a vehicle with disabled passenger boarding assistance devices? So wheelchair motor coaches for somebody that's in a wheelchair that will be riding on your trip. All that's with vehicle preferences and go look and, and ask those questions um, to get a bit understanding. But a lot of times, you know, this type of stuff comes down to maintenance. You know, with a great maintenance program, 
A 10-year-old bus can look and feel brand new. There's no doubt about it. It's well-maintained and well-kept. And at the same time, you can get a four-year-old vehicle that has not been given much care and attention, and that bus won't run or look or feel as good as the 10-year-old motor coach. So, so much of it does come down to maintenance. That's why I say go look at the facilities, go look at the motor coaches, and ask those questions about vehicles. So say um, I'm headed to uh, the middle of nowhere, and there's only there's only one motor coach company there, and this is my first time doing it, and uh, they're throwing me a price. How in the world do I know if that is good or not? Do, do people determine it on hourly costs, or does it go by mileage, or everything or how does that work because i know it'd be good to get some competitive rates in a bigger town but if i go somewhere how do i know what what is what is normal yep so when you look at price and package costs when you look to charter a motor coach these are the questions i would be asking definitely determine how the trip price is determined because motor coach companies Price their motor, price their charters different ways. So, is it hourly cost? Is it on mileage? Is there a complete package? Those are the thing. Ask that question. Ask them if special rates or discounts are available for off-season, weekend, or other packages. You know, the motor coach company has busy times and slower times, and sometimes you can get a discount if you go on a let's sometimes say a weekday, a Monday or Tuesday, versus on a, a peak time on a Saturday. So ask that question. You might be able to save some money. Ask about driver accommodations and costs. You know, are they are those things included in the package price or at the travels group responsibility? So a lot of motor coach companies ask you, the customer, to pay for the driver's hotel room or pay for the driver tolls and other things. So you, you want to ask that question. What what is included and not included in the price, especially when it comes to the driver. You know, what about the driver meals? Do you need to get the, that driver a meal or is that all included in the price? What about tips, Luke? How about, say, I paid for their hotel and meals and stuff. Is, is tipping a driver something that, that is normal, like tipping a waitress, or is this something that, that, doesn't, that rarely happens? I know sometimes when I when I take a taxi, I throw them a couple bucks. Is that something that we should be doing for our driver, or is that included in the price? 99% of the time, it's not included in the price. So if you would like to tip your motor coach operator, you can have your sales representative add that right in, and that that motor coach operator will get that tip. But as a general rule of thumb, I believe 100% you should tip your motor coach operator. They are working hard they're doing a service and um, i highly highly recommend always making sure you tip your motor coach operator a um, few more things um, i would ask if an additional driver will be needed for itineraries which extend daily service uh, beyond legal dot hours of service rules so the DOT has hours of how long you can drive if you're a motor coach operator, and motor coach companies need to change out drivers. So you know if you're going over 500 miles or 550 miles on one day, be asking, you know, are are we going to be switching drivers? Is there additional cost involved in that? What does that mean, and what does that look like during our trip? 
I would ask about what is the contract deposit policy? How much is expected at the time of reservation? I'd ask your motor coach company what is the refund and cancellation policy? I'd ask them when the final payment is due. You know, I'd ask if if your group if your group wishes to view commercial videotapes or, or blockbuster movies, ask the motor coach operator who's responsible for meeting copyright law requirements. You don't think about that sometimes, but a motor coach company needs to have a permit to show movies on a motor coach so it's not breaking any copyright laws. Ask, ask the motor coach company about smoking, um, alcohol, beverage, and carry-on food policies of the, motor, of the company. They vary, so it's important if... Um, that you ask that and ask the operator if they're aware of any costs normally incurred by consumers which are not part of the package price. Again, we, we talked on that briefly earlier, but you know, if you're going to a destination um, like the Grand Canyon, are there extra fees to get the motor coach in there? Are there any city taxes, permits, etc.? Things along those lines, you need to be aware of that. And then the, the last thing I would just touch base on this is I've you know be thinking of determining your travel group needs so I got a question for you yeah go ahead so say um, I, I, I've been on, on trips before where we don't get the group we want and, and only 22 people show up and we have this this massive bus show up that has what are they 55 seats or so Um is there a, is there an alternative to that? It, do I need to feel bad when that happens? I mean, how do how do I go about asking the company or, or say I don't know what size of group I'm going to have? How do how do I go about that? Yep, yep, great question. So here, here here's the things you need to be determining before the trip, and then I'll address your question about you know what if things change with your numbers and so forth, but. Definitely determine the size of coach and what level of luxury or additional equipment you need or desire on your trip. So a lot of motor coach companies have a bunch of different sizes of vehicles. So standard is at 54 or 56 passenger motor coach, but other you know a lot of bus motor coach companies have a 40 passenger, a 35 passenger, a 48 passenger. There, there's a variety of what's out there. And sometimes those, num- those sizes of vehicles determine the price of the coaches. So definitely determine what size of coach you need and then what type of amenities you want because amenities can be different on each one of those vehicles. Definitely determine whether or not you will need a coach um, if, if there's going to be any smoke, if you want to smoke on the coach or alcohol beverages or food that you want to bring along. A lot of companies have damage deposits, things along the lines. If there's going to be alcohol involved, you, if you're going to be, if you know that those type of things are going to be happening, you need to tell your motor coach company beforehand and understand what their policies are. Uh, determine if your group will include any disabled persons. So, if they need any assistance or a special type of motor coach, you need to tell in advance, and they will, and we will accommodate. Motor coach companies will accommodate. Determine the total numbers of people who will be traveling on your group. So that obviously matters with the size of vehicle you get. Determine the, the total length of the trip, including preferred time of day starting and ending times, departure and return points that the motor coach company will be asking you for an itinerary. So these are things you need to be thinking about 
um, when you go to charter a motor coach. Um, determine your itinerary, including time of day preferences for specific attractions. I'll tell you this, with working with a lot of different motor coach companies and obviously running a motor coach company, your itinerary that you submit matters greatly. The more detail it has, the more it sets up the motor coach operator driver who's going to pick you up for success. So the more information you have, the sooner the better. And then determine who will serve as a responsible liaison to the motor coach company for any in-route changes or decisions. So, again, it comes down to you know asking these questions, determining what they are before you call in the group. And as things change to your question, Alex, um, most, most motor coach companies are very flexible to changing to try to meet your needs. So um, it's not always feasible because sometimes there's a limited amount of vehicles that are available. But if you need to change or um, I know our company is, is very, very good at that. And I know many other motor coach companies are. So if, if, you, if you had a 50 people in your group and it went down to 20 all of a sudden, don't just cancel your trip. Call in, talk to the motor coach company about, hey, I only have 20 people. Is there a different type of vehicle or a different price that we can make this work? Um, and many motor coach companies are more than willing to talk and hopefully accommodate to those needs for you. So there you go, Alex. That's um, I know that's a lot of information, and but I think it's an, it's important, and I really appreciate you asking me these questions. You know, a great resource out there for everyone is the United Motor Coach Association. Their website is uma.org. You know, I got some of, we got some of this information right off of their website. So thank you to them. They're a great resource if you have more questions. And also, myself and Alex here at Aero Stage Lines, if you have further questions about this process, we would love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to get any additional feedback you have, and we'd love to answer your questions. So, um, yeah, Alex, that's... Thank that's you, Luke. Yeah, one disclosure, I do work for Aero Stage Lines too, but it was, it's been good to sit through this, Luke, because... Uh, I've I've personally never chartered a motor coach, so looking at it from from that from that point of view, there's a lot that goes into it. But I know at Arrow we try to make that process as simple as possible. But I know sometimes when you're just coming in with with no knowledge, um, you you get kind of lost lost in all the stuff. So thank you for all the um, for all the good insight on looking in. I know um, looking at the safety records are going to visit or going in and, and checking to see if, if the, all their drivers have CDLs. I know as crazy as it sounds, I, I, I do agree that, that that is important to do. So thank you for that again. And, uh, and yeah, any final words? Nope. Um, not at this point. So all right. we're good. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, once again, we had Luke Buskell. Joining us today, I am Alex Bosco, your host, and we'll see you next week. Have a good day.